Alright, legends, welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. And I mean that today more than ever. Because it's not Freedom Day. Freedom Day has been and gone. Now, in this great city, the Harbour City should be the capital. I think we can all agree. Just look at the stats. Have you been to Bondi Beach? We've got a bridge. Where's your opera house? I don't know. I can only do so much on my end. But there's no doubt it should be the capital. And in this great city, Freedom Day, forget about it. It's been and gone. Freedom Day is now a concept at this point. Okay? We're so free down here. Freedom Day is an attitude you take with you as you go about the world, you know? Five kilometer radius, dude. I'll meet you seven Ks out, lick you on the face. That's the sort of city we live in now, okay? Freer than ever. Did Donny T get re-elected overnight? Because I've never felt this free. What is happening out there? It's, we're back, you know, all of the above. All of the above. Uh, the Freedom Day here in Sydney was actually so funny, dude, because it just poured all day. It was like 10 degrees, bordering on like Melbourne communist temperatures. And it just poured rain all day. And then that was that, you know, people went out for dinner, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything too, too wild. Uh, the hairdressers were going nuts, absolutely nuts. I saw, I saw pe- blokes, <laughs> I saw blokes lining up outside hairdressers, like, like there's 15 guys in the line and there's blokes who are like the 13th man in and they're just waiting for like two hours to get their hair cut. And Dude, I understand if you're like, if you're like a trendy, you know, maybe 43% Lebanese man and you got to get that salad looking in top condition, I understand, okay? But I saw, <laughs> for a majority of the blokes in that line, I'm looking at more like the 40-year-old white guys. Uh, could you not wait another day, lads? Was it that urgent, you know, three and a half months without a haircut? You look at some of these blokes, they're 43. It looks like it's been longer. You know, you don't really know what sort of style they're going for at this point. And you think, really, is this, is this, I feel like middle-aged white guys who are like sort of balding, getting haircuts day one of Freedom Day, that's like completely healthy people who got like the first Pfizer jabs. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't for you. This is for the people who really need it. Italians. Okay. So, there were some imposters down at the barber. You didn't see me down there getting a fade, you know? But I tell you what, dude, everything is, it's, it's rip-roaring. Not at Woolies. I was under the impression that, like, Freedom Day was, like, no masks whatsoever. Um, went into Woolies to pick up, uh, you know, some ham and soda water. Hey, hi, hi. You know, they were, they were not, there was, it was not as free up there as I once thought. So, it's still masks in Woolies and... But I think that's it. I think that's it. To be honest, through a lot of COVID, sometimes it is hard to know what the fuck is actually going on. You know, because you've always got that one mate who's like, you think you know what's going on. And then you got your one mate who's like, didn't you hear, mate? Tomorrow we can have 11 people over for a picnic um, and gazebos are technically classed as outdoor parties now so if you set up a gazebo in your backyard 
and uh, fill out this form, you can actually have 13 friends over, two of which can be non-vaccinated. And you're just like, dude, what are you even talking about? You know? So, great to be out of lockdown, I got to say. Great to be out of it. The thing with the lockdown is... I kind of wish some guy would come around and like punch you in the face to end it. I feel like you never get that like, that like band-aid moment of like, we fucking did it, dude. You just sort of get like soft launched back into society. And that's, that's sort of it. It's kind of scary. I'm honestly terrified of everything going back. I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely not the only one, surely, but oh. It's a lot going on, you know what I mean? Dude, it's good though, but it's like a lot of social anxiety. My God. There's a lot going on out there, you know? It's a wild world. I haven't made it back to the gym just yet. Um, I thought I'd let the, the real heroes get in there and and sort of get a blast in, but I don't know. I'll be getting back in the gym and getting goddamn built. What, what's the new... Jacked? I'll be getting jacked out of my goddamn mind, dude. Dude... <laughs> I went to the gym for two months and then coronavirus hit. So what that means is I never went to the gym. <laughs> I got two months where there's really, I, I saw maybe, I want to say 3% visible progress. Really on paper, the same bloke as two months earlier when I signed up to the gym. You know, just hanging out with Maka even more than before, really. We were going to the gym and that was a good laugh. I was enjoying it. But then you pretty much, you got to the gym for two months and then just stop for the next four months. That's just six months of you never having gone to the gym. So I've got to get back in there, dreading that. But the world is open. I'm open emotionally. Let's fucking go, you know? It's good. It's good. I think I'll just take a week to sort of get back into it. But this Friday, I'm making my return to the pub and, you know, business or leisure, I, I'm there for business, okay? I'm not there to say hi to some bloke I went to primary school with 15 years ago. What are you up to now, mate? You know, it's not, it's not that sort of visit. It's very much an administrative visit. I'm in there to get back to work and support the local, you know? My plan for the pub is just to, you know, a lot of people enjoying the cocktails a lot of the ladies uh a lot of people a lot of people pub food is the main thing they miss from the pub and i do enjoy a palmy as much as the next guy i I do love it but for me personally it's all about those beautiful schooners those beautiful tap beers pots pints whatever you want to call them i don't know if chicks can fully relate to this because like a friend of mine was like oh that first white wine back at the back at the pub and I was thinking, you know, this Brazilian backpacker behind the bar, he's, he's pouring it from the same bottle as you, babe. So I don't know. I don't know if it's really the same thing as... Because we've been drinking beers out of bottles for the last three months and or cans. And it's not the same, dude. It's not even close. So very much looking forward to that first schooner back, dude. That bloody... Oof. And I'm just going to the pub just to sit at a table with five friends, booked for six. Uh, Maka made the booking. I'm just going there to sit at the table and just have 15 schooners back to back and then leave in that order. 
or be asked to. I'll be happy to go. You know what I mean? First, first trip back to the pub, I'm not looking for an all-star performance. I'm looking to find my feet once again. And I'm just looking to enjoy some beautiful tap beers, dude. There is something about it. Obviously, it's the, you know, the pressurization of the keg or whatever. I'm, I'm not a nerd. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it works. But those beautiful tap beers, beautiful. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait. So it's a free, it's a free state. It's a free city. I'm a free man. I mean, who's complaining? Because I'm fucking not. What a time it is. And here's the thing. The good news keeps on coming. You know, I heard this really great saying the other day. You don't know you're coming out of a trough until you get to the top. And while Ricky Gervais did say that in the office, I think it still stands up. Because on top of that, lockdown, okay, we're done. Daylight savings has has arrived. I believe daylight savings gives me a 15% power up in life. It is just so much fun. So much fun. Um, Love daylight savings. The third one, obviously summer's coming. You know, you could argue summer's here. I only subscribe to two seasons, but summer's coming. Okay. And now to top it all off, okay, momentum. Let's talk about that word because guess what? We've got it. We've definitely got it. Oh, another thing, stand-up comedy is returning, okay? That's probably the thing that terrifies me the most about coming out of lockdown. But stand-up comedy is slowly making its return, dude. And doing stand-up when you return, it's like uh, it's, <laughs> it's like kind of like a slow death because there's no gigs. Like, you know, the industry has obviously been ravaged beyond belief. Like, it barely exists anymore. So... Comedy is coming back and it doesn't barely exist, but you know, the comedy industry is probably half the size it once was before COVID. Nowhere near as many gigs. And then when com- when comedy comes back after COVID, not all of the gigs just come back right away. You know, they sort of drip drop and then you sort of do one gig a week and then two a week. And then it's just brutal because you're so rusty and it's just terrifying experience but you just got to sort of walk through the flames and then next thing you know you're zigging and zagging like it's 2017 once again so looking forward to that got to get a few looseners out of the system oh and i've got a uh, a big gig booked in for november in sydney get psyched for that not talking about that yet but uh yeah there's just so much so much happening and you think well bill well bill you've had a great week you've had a great 10 days it can't get better yeah You've had all of this happen in the space of eight to 10 days. Yeah, six business. How could it possibly get better? Well, I'm proud to say the lads have secured the next lad pad. We are moving out of the lad pad October 29. And my God, dude, end of an era. But we've secured the next pad. And... Super exciting, super exciting. So the pad we're looking, well, the pad we've got, I should say. Now, the one we missed out on that I really wanted was a rooftop, it had a rooftop balcony overlooking Sydney Harbour, okay? So, and that's really, that's a window into the world of, of living in Sydney, you know? Very easy to get ahead, very easy to get ahead. Um, I personally have never come up up against any sort of obstacle 
while living here. And this this new apartment the boys are moving into is once again an example of that. Be living very much above my means. Uh, my taxable income last year was in fact $31,000. And I appear to be living near the beach now. So, you know, it's a new lifestyle for sure. It's an apartment. So, you know, let's not beat around the bush. The boys, we're going to have to seriously adjust our habits um, because we are barely passable as neighbors with ha- in a house. You know, I'd argue we're, we're pretty bad neighbors as it is. And our, like, our house is, for the lack of a better word, fucking enormous. So, we're in an apartment. We're going to have to adjust our habits quite a bit. Um, it's a ground floor apartment, so you know we have gone from a potential rooftop to to the ground floor. So don't think we haven't been humbled. Don't think we haven't walked through fire to freaking get this new pad. Okay, we've taken our licks. You know, living living in a ground floor apartment, a mere ten minute walk from from uh, the harbour and the beach. I mean, is it Guantanamo? It may as well be. Okay, it may as well be. But we're going to grit our teeth and bear it. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Maka, patron saint of the pod, 73-time Pelican of the Week winner. You know, Maka really spearheaded this, uh, this operation. I'll put my hand up. When we didn't get that dream pad a couple of weeks ago, I dropped my head and looking back, I never really picked it back up. Okay, I was never really able to, to get back in the fight. Um, I'm going to just blame lockdown, but I really showed zero ticker and that was sort of the end of me looking at properties. You know, I just really couldn't be fucked to move during the lockdown, if we're being honest. But Maka, he's not as weak as me, okay? Maka, he bloody, he just kept going, okay? You know, he'd be like, oh boys, I looked at this apartment yesterday, could be the one. I said, apply, mate. I don't care. You know, I was pretty despondent, if we're being honest. I said, I haven't even really, I haven't seen this apartment we're moving into yet. Um, But I never saw the lad pad before we moved in here. And that's basically been the best four years of my life. So if it's not broken, you don't fix it. These methods are in place for a reason. Um, But Macca said, boys, ground floor apartment. This is what they want. It was within our budget. And... And we, we took a different strategy with this one. You know, the, the rooftop pad, we went in hard and we went in fast. And by that, I mean, we offered $200 below what they were offering. Uh, when they came back and said they needed the asking price, we said, there is no chance we can afford that. And so that's why we didn't get that one. But this time we said, let us offer what they actually want. Okay, this is called negotiating. We said, let us offer what they're asking for, what they want, and they might, they might go for it. We, we might be able to trick them by offering exactly what they want. And then, and then basically, the, the, uh, you know, the illusion of, of the negotiation will continue for the next year as we basically uh, pay off this rich man's mortgage. Okay. And it's a great strategy. I highly recommend it to anyone looking for a, for a place. Offer what they want, if not more. Okay? They're, and that's one you can take home. That's a Tony Robbins special, if ever I've seen one. 
but it's it's going to be great. You know, like I said, it's a ground floor, so we got great access to the ground. We have a nice little outdoor area, and isn't it so funny? I want to. I just want to clarify. We have a nice little outdoor area. It's a. It's, in fact, I don't even really know. It's kind of like goes onto a garden, but like there's no fence. If that makes sense. Like I said, I haven't personally been to the property, but I know that there's enough room for our obnoxiously big TV and Macca likes it. And that's pretty much all I want in life. I just want to watch the cricket this summer on our outrageous television. And I want Macca to have a smile on his face. And guess what? If Adzi's there carrying on too, well, hot dog, we got a summer. Okay. Adzi actually picked out his room. Um... It was a bit confusing because Adzi picked out one of the bedrooms he wanted and it wasn't it wasn't in the apartment we, we're renting. So I said, what's going on here, Adzi? And he said, it became clear actually, it wasn't the bedroom in our apartment. It was actually his girlfriend's bedroom at her house um, three kilometers away from our apartment. So doesn't look like we'll be seeing a lot of Adzi. Um, so me and Mako are sort of, getting a, t- a two-bedroom apartment for the price of three. But of course, I'm just joshing the great man. Adzi's moving there as well. So we got the three, I was going to say amigos, but I think we can all agree that's pretty lame. Glad I didn't say it. I'll edit out this explanation. And so the three of us, you know, the three last Mohicans, that's cultural appropriation for sure. I'll edit that out too. But the last three left at the lad pad live to fight another day. And... I got to say, guys, this timing could not be better. I mean, we're moving. Basically, if you're not familiar with the Northern Beaches, I barely live on the Northern Beaches. Like my suburbs on the edge. It's about uh, fifteen on a yeah on a good day. Probably it's about a fifteen minute drive to the beach from my place. Fifteen to twenty with a bit of traffic. But this new place, dude. Firstly, take your car and drive it into the harbour because you don't need that anymore. Okay, this place it's it's a ten minute walk down to said harbour. And then if you want to walk around that harbour, keep an eye out, you might run into the actual fucking beach, okay? So I might ha- I might get the old... Uh, I might get the, the California log out of the garage, get the old surfing career up again, um, fell off my surfing badly, and the problem with me and surfing is I never got good enough where I can just go back, where I can just surf maybe, you know, when it suits me and really enjoy it. Like, I just... I'm still terrible. So I never really got out of that. I never became competent. And then when I stopped surfing, because I used to surf quite a bit um, with a mate of mine and then he moved away and it was really good because we both sucked. You know, that's what you really want when you're um, learning something, someone who's as bad as you. In fact, what you really want is someone who's worse. And my mate was better than me, but, but you know, he was terrible as well. So that was really fun. And now, you know, I'll go for a surf with my dad every now and then, but I got to say, I mean, I've got no paddle strength. It's pretty much just me paddling around uh, and or drowning. So got to get back in the water, got to get back in the gym. Mate, this summer, mate, I'm going to the next level. (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm probably just going to stay on the PSA, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen and we don't need to really speculate, I don't think, but it's going to be a fucking unbelievable summer. I'm so excited. 
Um, we do need a new name for the lad pad. For the for the new lad pad, I should say. We we have I think it's been agreed that this house will remain the one and only lad pad. Um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna knock it over the day we leave, but nevertheless. Um but yeah, we do need a new name. Um, I might chuck that up on Instagram, actually. Suggestions for a new name for the pad. Because we've tried to think about it. All of the names that we've come up with are... <laughs> testy Pop. Uh, all of the names we've come up with are honestly pretty disgusting. I haven't co-signed any of them. Yeah, they've been quite blue. Um, and our friends have been coming up with a couple, but they're pretty much just... Um, like insults with the name pad at the end. Like one of our mates was like, what about the fucking idiot pad? <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not, it's definitely like, not like the most clever thing I've ever heard, but you know, could be good. But yeah, so very exciting. Need a name for the pad. Feel free to send it through. And uh, God, it's just all, you know, everything's coming up Millhouse, dude. I feel like life at the moment is like, it's like, I've just only put in my name. Thrill House. If you don't get that reference, then honestly, I can't help you. I've only got two hands, dude. You know what I mean? But big players take big swings and this summer is going to be sick. Also, I'm 26. You know, Macca's 27. I think Adzi's about 39. Um, it's not like... It's not like a last hurrah type situation, but I turn 27 next year. It's a bit um, terrifying. What is that? What's the word when you can't breathe in your chest because the future is closing in on you? <laughs> you know what I mean? But dude, 26 this summer, great pad. Oh, burn the boats. We won't need them. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. I can't wait. So exciting. But anyway, I'll say this. Um, so on the weekend as well, I mean, I can't even really get into just normal stories after that. I'm so pumped just talking about the new house. Sorry, the new unit. The new unit. Oh. Anyway, so the weekend that was, let me tell you guys, for people that don't live in Sydney, you know, my, uh, you know, people in Melbourne, Godspeed, guys, Godspeed. Don't really know what's going on down there. They're still locked down. That's tough. That's very tough. Um, and Melbourne's put up some really impressive numbers, you know, fair, fair play to Melbourne. Um, if we, if we were Ricky Ponting, I feel like Melbourne is Steve Smith, you know, it's just like no one thought you, you like no one, you just don't go better than punter. And then Steve Smith is walking across the crease, flicking balls from outside off. And you think, this is crazy, you know? So fair play to Melbourne. You guys are putting up sensational numbers down there. I, I don't know if you've cracked 2,000 cases yet, um, but congrats if you have. I just go nuts, lads. You know what I mean? I hope Melbourne, the attitude down there is the same it's been in Sydney for the last month of, oh, okay, sweet. We have 100% given up on this. And everyone just relaxed and it was a lot better, you know? So I hope that's the case in Melbourne. Good luck to you down there. But to the people in the rest of the States, you have no idea 
the picnics going on in Sydney the last couple of weekends. Picnics are straight up out of control, dude. Here, like, is picnic, unless it's Latin for fucking splendor in the grass, I don't know what's going on out there, man. It's crazy. The office down at Manly, which is um like this long stretch of grass, maybe like 100 meters long, maybe 50 meters long, right on the water. Everyone goes down there and just gets blind. I love it down there. I haven't been back since um since COVID, but it got so rowdy there last weekend that they're fencing it off for the next month. And um, I went down to uh, a different park near the beach, uh, Freshwater, and my God, dude, to say people were picnicking down there, get the fuck out of here. I was waiting for Ocean Alley to come out. It was crazy. People are just doing drugs in the open. There was a full-on mosh pit at one point. There must have been like 4,000 people down there. And it's just like wild, absolutely wild, okay? It dead set feels like a festival. It's so much fun. I remember one time um, I came back from the bathroom. It's one of those things as well where the bathroom's like 300 meters away. Oh, no, probably like 100 meters away. I'm not very good with distances, if you can't tell. I really have a pretty loose grasp on what a meter is. But it's like one of those things where you're all fucked up. You go to the bathroom. It's like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You know, you're meeting left and right and you're saying hi to these people. And it's a bloody adventure. You come back 45 minutes later. You've got a, a, a tiki torch and, and you've kissed some girl on the forehead. You don't know what's going on, dude. It's so much fun. But seriously, these picnics, you know, you have to be vaccinated to go to these picnics. I think you should also, to do the, to go down to these picnics, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when it was like just people having cheese boards getting drunk, but you know, now, I mean, you have to prove you're vaccinated to go to these picnics, but I think you should also have to prove that you've had a route in the last three weeks because it is just crazy out there, dude. I mean, freaking haven't barely spoken to a girl in the in the last month. Just surrounded by tens, like the, I think the chick sitting behind me had like four forty. I was gonna say forty million, forty thousand. That's the word I'm looking for. Instagram followers, like it's just tens everywhere. You know, between between the social anxiety of not having been around anyone, now you got tens everywhere. Luckily, you know, we're, we're gonna mix that in with with fifteen schooners. And whatever drugs are going around. I mean, there's a lot going on at these picnics, okay? The word picnic has lost all meaning to me. It was so fucking loose on Saturday. Dude, we were picnicking, yeah? We got there at 3 p.m. We left at 11 p.m. <laughs> you can't tell me that's a traditional picnic. And like we fucking crawled out of there, dude. People are out of their minds. It was crazy. There was a full-on mosh pit at one point. Maybe like 500 people jumping up and down. <clears throat> I'm ashamed to say I participated. Um, you know, I, I apologize then, I apologize now. But dude, it was great. At one point, I came back from the bathroom and, uh, you know, I'm having a great time. I go, I go, who's smoking weed? And I turn around, it's just some guy. I go, what's doing, brother? And, he, and he's like, mate, how good is this? And I go, this is fucking phenomenal. He goes, you want to hit this? And I was like, I do. I do want to hit this. <laughs> dude, it was such a fun afternoon. I had the best time ever. And then, you know, off you go into the night, illegal pick-ons, etc. But, dude, I tell you what, my God, the picnics, 
I, I got it. I don't want them to go. I do not want the picnics to go because you go into the pub now. Yeah, it's Freedom Day, but it's, you know, you got to sit down. One person per four square meters. You know, the pubs aren't exactly heaving. It's back to the old days. So it'll be another couple of months before, you know, you can stand up and it's normal capacities or another month or so. I'm not sure how it works. But these picnics, dude, there is no rules. I remember that they send four cops down at like 9 p.m to tackle like 4,000 rampantly drunk people. And I remember thinking, even with all the cops' weapons, we would easily win. Not that it would ever come to that, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go full on full Melbourne neo-Nazi and st- start headbutting a cop for no reason. Jesus Christ. But yeah, these picnics are crazy, dude. And um, and yeah, they've they made the office, uh, they're fencing that off because of the illegal picnics. And... It, that's how wild they are, I think is what I'm trying to say. That's how wild the picnics are in Sydney. You know what I mean? I was supposed to go to a music festival in November. Obviously, it's cancelled, but but who gives a shit, dude? I'll just go picnicking. I mean, it is getting crazy out there. So, yeah. All right, so... I think I went to... I think I lost my mind on that picnic thing a bit. Probably just cut it all out. Anyway, uh... <laughs> So, a couple of things I want to talk about to end the podcast. Firstly, I want to talk about Fury versus Wilder. Because this was maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was crazy. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Maybe the greatest boxing heavyweight match of all time, the commentators were saying. I don't know anything about boxing, dude. And so, this is like... This is like the equivalent of like, you've never watched a game of cricket before and you turned it on uh, when like Michael Clark got those three wickets to beat India. You, you turned it on when we still needed three wickets to win. And this was like your first ever cricket experience. Like one of the greatest test matches of all time was your first cricket experience. This was like me with boxing. Okay. Previous to this, I'd only ever watched um, the previous three boxing matches I'd f- watched uh, were the NRL All-Stars Boxing Night. I had watched, and I watched Jake Paul fight twice. So this was my first ever proper boxing match. And what the fuck? It was the craziest thing ever. Uh, also, I won money. I won money. I never I never win, ever, ever. And I won money on my first ever boxing match. Great bet as well. I had both guys to get knocked down and Tyson Fury to win electric bet from me and i had a bloke even message me being like hey bill can you let me know who to bet on between fury and wilder so i can bet the exact opposite you fucking idiot and you know it was tongue-in-cheek and i i appreciated the joke but now the joke's on you motherfucker <laughs> i won 73 dollars, you little cunt hey um <laughs> way too aggressive dude but my god this fight is just crazy. So basically, Fury's just boxing his face off. And then, and he knocks down Wilder a couple of times. And you think, this is great. Then Fury gets knocked down, but he gets back up. But then he gets knocked down again. And you're like, dude, this is crazy. Tyson Fury's about to lose. But then Tyson Fury, it's like he was almost knocked out twice. And he comes back out. He's just got that gypsy blood dim. And he comes back out and just go, 
goes back to work. You know, he's like, he's like me going back to the pub on Friday. All business, yeah? No pleasure. He was just going to work, dude. And then he just boxed his face off for the next eight rounds. Deontay Wilder, it's like, how is this guy even standing up? It's like medical stoppage for sure. Or like throw in the towel. But his last coach threw in the towel and Deontay Wilder fired him. So you know there's no way the towel is going, getting thrown in. This guy's going out on his shield. Old school, like it's 1991, dude. And then I think in like the eighth or ninth round, he wobbled Fury again. It was like a Rocky film. It was honestly like a Rocky film. And then finally in the 11th round, Deontay Wilder got knocked the fuck out. And like, you know, it wasn't like... It wasn't like, oh, wow, that was, you know, great win. It was like, someone check on him immediately. Like, he was out. And he had just taken some of the worst punishment I'd ever seen. I think he went straight to hospital after, as he should. But my God, it was the greatest, it was the greatest, like, fight I've ever seen. It was crazy. Um, I'll tell you what, some of the boxing commentators, though, you know, you think about thing with fighting is i enjoy watching it but no part of me ever wants to do it at all like it's very much a spectator sport for me like you watch soccer you want to go kick a ball afterwards but not with this fighting stuff and you see some of these boxing commentators who are like in their 50s now they had lennox lewis like ringside commentating and this guy was you know he was drooling on the mic i think he slept through rounds three to eight i mean the guy sprinkles CTE on his Nutrigrain in the morning, dude. Like, they've just they've just been hitting the head so much. You could see the other guy, when it was time for Lennox Lewis to uh to talk, he the other guy would tap him on the shoulder, be like, give him a little squeeze. Maca actually quipped that Lennox Lewis was probably wearing a diaper, um, and that he was in fact incontinent. I found that to be in poor taste, and I I scolded Maca for mocking legend and uh, quickly put him back in his box. But, but my God, dude, it was crazy. And I won money. And it's also so good to have a pommy champ. You know, I feel like, you know, obviously, like, obviously I don't know anything about like actual boxing in the ring, but what, one thing I do know about is fucking bands. Yeah. And the good thing about having a pommy champ, I feel like sometimes these American champs, black or white, they get too into this, um, you know, like like money Mayweather, it's more about like just the status and like I'm a fucking billionaire and a superstar and I'm like untouchable. I'm like not human, you know, like I'm the greatest on the planet. Whereas you get someone like Tyson Fury, you know, he's half palm, half gypsy. The guy, he's just a bounce machine. And in the press conferences, dude, he's just absolutely going nuts. He's going fucking, he said cunt on Showtime in America at the press conference. The guy interviewing him was like, we apologize for that language. Tyson Fury is fucking awesome, dude. Came out in a full-on Spartan costume. He's English. He came out in a full-on Spartan costume. The guy's hilarious. And then he finished his post-fight interview by singing Walking in Memphis. Like a full rendition of Walking in Memphis. But he changed it to Walking in Vegas. What? So the guy, the guy's... The guy's freaking hilarious, the best boxer on the planet, and can sing. And he's six foot nine, 280. Yeah? What is happening? This guy, this is the sort of guy, I love him. I am so on board 
This guy's hilarious. But uh, you know me, I'm a. <laughs> that's when I become a fan of someone when they've successfully defended their world championship for the second time. Choo choo! I'm on the train. <laughs> so good, dude. Highly recommend. Anyway, that is the podcast. But yeah, dude, I got a Sydney show in November, November nineteen. I'm not. I'm not going to announce it yet because I think we're still in lockdown. But that's exciting. Something to look forward to for me. And uh, and yeah, if you want to tag a friend in a Facebook stand-up comedy video, I always appreciate it. Good way to spread the old, uh, spread the word. Try and get me closer to sort of being a billionaire, as it were. So it's all good stuff. It's all good times. We're free here in Sydney. I don't know, dude. It's all coming up Millhouse, you know what I mean? Thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long.